For the best in metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to InnerLightRadio.com, the healing frequency. Blessings to all you lovely listeners. This is Kayla Truth, and you are now listening to Beyond the Veil on InnerLightRadio.com, where we go beyond the surface level of reality and dive deep to reveal hidden truths and exciting revelations. Thank you so much for joining us again, everyone. It's Friday, and oh my goodness, for me, it's definitely a day to celebrate. <laughs> it's been a very cold week up here in Canada. We've been we've been living in this like polar vortex weather for the, the past week you know dealing with like minus 40 and minus 30 degree temperatures my goodness man it's, it's been crazy and for those of you who deny climate change i think for that fact i think you need to go and reflect on that like this is this is not normal weather for us canadians definitely not um but the sun is shining today so we're grateful for that i know i'm so grateful for that anytime the sunshine touches my skin it's a celebration um yeah, apart, apart from that, today we're going to be discussing something that is very serious and and very exciting. We're going to be talking about cultural norms or, and cultural programs. And this is a very important subject to discuss because I, I don't I don't I think it's very seldom discussed out there to begin with and we're not really taught in this educational system, at least the one that I grew up in here in Canada, and I think as well in the United States, to assess and reflect on the ideas, uh, the values, the principles that are instilled in us from the time we take our first breath on this planet. Depending on what cultural community you came from, whether it was like, you know, Caribbean community, Indian, Chinese, Hispanic, whatever it is, you know, all these different cultures had their own ways of perceiving reality, their own belief systems, you know, rules when it came to certain things. So I don't know, we break we break it down any any way we want. But if we talk about marriage, we talk about, um, you know, what is acceptable for each gender, if we talk about spiritual beliefs, you know, you know, a lot of these cultures have different ways of, of perceiving reality. And I think in many cases, a lot of these cultures have belief systems or programs that are outdated and not necessarily good for our health, not good for our spiritual evolution and not good for um, creating an equitable world for all people. You know, 
sorry to say this. I'm half Indian. You know, my family comes from Calcutta, India. You know, they still have a, a, a system over there that is very toxic. You know, the, 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 the caste system. And I can't even believe even that these things still exist. It's like, hello, we're 2019. Like, how do we still have this? Uh, and so, you know, they have that stuff going on there where, you know, there's there's the untouchable classes, all these different classes. And there's no there's no equity for all people over there. It just doesn't exist. Um, and then, I don't know, we fast forward to United States. We're still dealing with marginalized groups. African-Americans are still very much marginalized, as well as Aboriginal people in uh, the United States and here in Canada. You know, so we're, we're dealing with all these weird, you know, dangerous, toxic programs that still exist. And the question is, why? And we're going to get to more of that in the conversation with my guests. But ultimately, it's like we all decide to coalesce and conform to these cultural programs. We don't have to, but somehow within our communities, we feel that we have to, or else we're going to be stigmatized, left out, you know, bullied, whatever it is. It's not hard. It's not easy for people to just kind of walk away from their communities and their, you know, cultures, their cultures, belief systems and ways of perceiving. It's not easy yet. We're living on a planet now where there's a huge spiritual renaissance going on. And there's a lot of people now that are, you know, choosing to walk a different path, walking away from, you know, what their families taught them, walking walking away from what their culture just told them was true or what was correct, you know. Uh, so and I commend all those people and whatever work they're doing in their communities and in, in doing that. It takes a lot of courage. So today on my show, we have a, a guest. His name is Troy McGill. And I would say that he is also a shining star here in my community and one of these individuals who have deviated from, you know, the matrix, from the regular programming that they instill in us. And he has been, you know, off on his own journey, exploring different ways of perceiving reality, spiritually, economically, politically. He has a lot of fantastic ideas to share with us today. So thank you so much, Troy, for being on the show today. Thank you, Kay. That was a fabulous introduction, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you got so much things to say, you know? And, yeah, um, like, I'm passionate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, you know, it's like, um, it, there's a left left brain uh, talk show, and there's a right brain talk show. And here's one of my um, experiments today, is that I'm going to make it both, where... It is a right brain conversation and it has to be left brain because we are using the technology and everything else to communicate. So I know there's a few people that know me that are listening to this. And when, um, when two people connect, the signal is much stronger for the right brain. It um, connects you to your higher self. And you actually tap into collective consciousness. And um, the left brain is like your computer on your, your hard drive. It just takes information and stores it. And, you know, a lot of times your RAM is all jammed up and you can't get it in quick enough. So we take downloads and then process it later. And it may take a few weeks to come out and explore them on your um, data sheets or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um I'm bringing the analogy of the computer and the connection um, in the collective consciousness. Before we talk about 
social norms because I I really don't want to talk about this as he said, she said, she did this. Why do do they they do that? Um, that's finger pointing. Everything is from the inner. And um, what I'm finding is that you we use the outer as the reflection to say what's going on, you know. But we never take the blame for ourselves because you know I didn't start doing that. I didn't start doing that. But these are the things that annoy us in the outer world where the inner is affected and it's showing us from the outer how not to either take action in it or not to let it bug you because it's not harming anything except for your own nerves or your own triggers. And so we, we have to play between those two of, you know, what's coming back. Oh, I can't do anything about it. Oh, that's not going to happen in my world. Who's going to help me? You know, which which way do you want to go? Mm-hmm. And and so I'm I'm doing all of this first, setting up this conversation because it's like we could point for a thousand years who does what and who's wrong and who's right. Everyone is wrong. Everyone is right. Mm-hmm. So let's looking at ourselves in a different way. Where what are we thinking? to make this come back? Are we running away? Or are we looking at ourselves? Meaning our, when we look at ourselves, we're not necessarily looking at us in the mirror. We're looking at our whole environment that we created. We actually selected this government. We selected the drug drug companies. Mm -hmm. We allowed opium to take over. We did this. How did we do this? Because we did not do something. And so if you did not do something, then something will continue to happen. Mm-hmm. So this, the, the whole, you know, your introduction on social norms and everything else is like, what is everyone else reflecting on you to say, well, hey, you can't do anything about that. Just keep. Keep minding your own business. That's that's the way you operate in this world. Mind your own business and everything is good. You know, don't don't answer that. Don't don't, don't answer that text. Um, take three days to do this. Oh, you know, these are the new. I call them avoidance. And if we keep avoiding our outer reality, it's going to affect the inner reality. This is why we're here. Mm-hmm. Right? We we're actually running two movies at one time. One one movie, I'm wondering where to start. One movie is you're in God school and you're all, we're all little gods and we are all broadcasting and receiving, broadcasting, receiving. And the, the, the illusion is that we have no idea of this. And the other one is you're given an outside reality of a world that had Hitler and Mussolini and everything else that came up to this year that we're at in the present situation of craziness that's going on all over the world. And you can see it. And now it's like, where are we and how do we fix this? Because it's, it's a hologram. It's, it's the thought hologram. And although it's everyone else's thoughts, which is a confusion and yours, yours is the only one that counts because as you change the inside of you, and how you how you interpret the the outer reality is how 
the outer reality knows it says, hey, he or she is not accepting that. Uh, we got to change. Mm-hmm. We have a, a, a fall in the corporate world. We have to have banks go under. We have to do all the things that are currently happening because they didn't serve you. All right. And if no action was ever taken care of, like adoptions and where children went, and you're finding out millions of children are missing, and then you find out that the elite are sucking the blood and taking this. Oh my then, goodness. <laughs> I know. Wow. I know. I know. I know. I know. And then it goes way down. And so, mm-hmm. am I, I, oh, I don't want to hear that. Oh, I don't want to hear that. And it's no, like, but oh. it's true. It's truth, right? We can't hide from the darkness of reality. We have to face it and bring our light into it. Yeah. And that, that's exactly the point. It's like, okay, so how, how much do you want to take? How much can you take? And the deeper you can dive into it and bring focus into it, and the more you know that you are, like my first movie says, that you're in God's school and you need to take control of this. You say, well, if I'm in God's school, then I need God material. I need God tools. And okay, then go get your God tools. But then you have to believe that you are this to do this, first of all. So now you have to change your whole belief system on what you what what your abilities are in in your matrix in your reality and if you believe that i'm only one person with two two hands and two feet and a head and i can only do so much then so it is as you believe it is it is mm-hmm. and if you believe my words create reality and my thoughts create reality and this doesn't happen anymore and it, it, things will change then that will do, happen or if we are in a reality, or we're going to try to waken up everybody and nobody will listen. Well, that's your reality. Mm-hmm. We just the conditions of our own self. I've been trying to wake up people for years. They don't hear me. That's my reality. I am a condition of this reality. I just, I created it because I said, hey, how come they don't, don't care about the children? I created that they don't care about the children. As bad as it sounds, it's deep and it's a lot of a lot of responsibility to take because you know some of us are m- more into this because we more believe it and mm-hmm. some of us say this is absolute crazy and they won't even hear this show you know it's just like they'll turn it off because when mm-hmm. they hear a voice it just it doesn't work for them and so we're we're in this multiple uh dimensional um you know, there's there's different dimensions. There's this dimension that we can see and everything else. But there's also sub-dimensions where there are things right in your reality that is hidden in plain sight. And mm-hmm. that's the, the illusion. That is the trick that the dark side did black magic on all of reality to trick everyone that it doesn't exist. And, you know, that that's the, how they run their program. And now... To wake up is the light has realized that, oh, that's the program you use? Well, okay. Well, if it was created in the dark, by the dark, then let's use the knowledge that was created in the dark and now put light into it. And let's see you compete against the light with knowledge versus the dark with knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what you're saying, and this makes me think about reality being like this feedback loop. And so our feelings and our thoughts get projected into reality and reflect back to us. 
And so we like, you know, I like growing up in my around my parents, my parents generation and all these things. You know, a lot of these people were immigrants. They came from these cultures, whether it was from India or Jamaica, where my mom is from or um, other places on this planet. You know, they came to Canada just like seeking new opportunity and all these things. And, you know, they were in this new cultural, you know, program where it's like, okay, like we're in Canada. It's the land of opportunity. We're going to get that money and get that house and get that car. And, you know, we're going to finally know what it's like to taste wealth and affluence and all these things. And it's like, you know, a lot of these people, they worked their asses off. They got the house, they got the stuff, you know, everything was like locked down nice. But um, I feel like in the middle of all of that, they, they lost a, a part of their own uh, spiritual selves, like their own spiritual perspective. They went so much into the material 3D reality that they became disconnected with nature and, and everything else. And then these same people, they get so locked into having to maintain that 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 status they have within that culture of having the affluence and having all these material possessions. And then they turn around, they're like, well, you know, like change is not possible. You know, you can't change the world. You can't change the politicians. You can't change this, can't change that. And then a lot of these these elders, you know, from the communities that I come from, they have these beliefs, these cultural beliefs that you have to continue do what you got to do, you get married, you have your kids, you have your house, and you just, like you see, mind your own business, and that's it. That's all you can do in life. It's just mind your own business and do it for yourself. And when I was a kid and I, and I listened to that stuff, I'm like, that's insanity. Like, you are willing to accept dysfunctional, toxic, violent, you know, destructive um things that are happening in the world like you're willing to accept all of those things just so that you can maintain a little bubble of what you think is actual security and it's like that's not real security you're still a slave in the system you're just slaving in a different way and um yeah like the cover like the conversation we're having today about assessing all these cultural norms and programs is so important because people need to wake up and understand that you know, we've been lied to and we've been programmed, like you said, by these darker forces, whether people believe it's the devil and demons or it's reptilians or whatever it is. Like we have humanity, the human species has been subdued, dumbed down, controlled, manipulated, brainwashed into believing, you know, a certain spectrum of reality. And they've been controlling that spectrum of reality, you know, programming us into fear with wars and terrorists and I don't know, disease and uh, all kinds of stuff. So we believe that that's our reality. But there's there's other possibilities. You know, there's a whole other spectrum of possibilities within our reality construct. And like like you and like me and like other people, we're finally exploring some of these other possible realities. And, you know, sometimes that means diving into accepting maybe there's extraterrestrials out there. Maybe there's beings from other planets. Maybe humans actually have powerful psychic gifts you know maybe we have the ability to actually heal ourselves it's like we're able to like explore all these other possibilities that enable us to like unlock more of our more of our own godlike powers or it's like like what you said like you're talking about you know grabbing these god tools or using these god tools i feel like uh, breaking free from these cultural norms and all these things it helps us to like reconnect with those natural god god tools and then we're able to like level up like level up our characters. Like it's like we're in a video game, you know, in this holographic fractal reality. And like, yeah, we can level up our characters, use these god tools, and then become a whole other level of being. 
with like I don't know tapped in psychic gifts, intuitive gifts, being able to communicate with nature, animals, and other beings out there. I think that that's what we're that's the reality that we're facing now. And you know um, the God tools that we don't have or we think we don't have, we're actually um, programmed to believe that we don't have them, and mm-hmm. more us on a spiritual journey will definitely agree with that statement is that we were gods and then we forgot and now we have to remember right so who is in charge of making us forget Mm -hmm. so we we have a name we have um we've figured out that the media hollywood the illuminati um images sacred geometry all these things have been done at some point, we have all the evidence and so we kind of share all stuff. You know, we're, we're always looking at it. But then who made us forget? Or who did we hire as the agents to make us forget? Whatever way, because gods don't come into something unless um, they volunteered. We would not volunteer to be a slave. So um, at some point in, in our past, let's just put it our soul contract. There's something that happened before we entered into this movie is that an agency was hired to make us forget. Okay. So how did they make us forget? They broadcast it into our minds, culture, tradition, mm-hmm. culture and traditions were created from good things. We always remember that good was not always in charge. It's been bad in charge. We can mm-hmm. look at all, there is no good thousand years. There is a dark ages. Mm-hmm. Let's, ladies and gentlemen, there's always been a war and there's always been a flood and there's always been some volcano blowing up and people dying. There's <laughs> never been, even in Atlantis, when we talk about Atlantis, there was 20, 13,000 years from one time to the other that it became darker and darker until the moon fell out of the sky and things blew up. Whatever we were always had some level of stuff happening. And so the whole thing about cultural uh, norms, we have to go, you know, like Arasta Brethren said, you know, everybody's taking care of the fruit. Who's taking care of the root? Yes. The fruit, no good. The fruit, no good. Right? And mm-hmm. so... Who is going down into the soil and checking out Wagwan down there versus, well, the apple don't have spots on it. Why is it getting spots? Well, obviously, if the apple is getting spots and you're spraying the hell out of it and still has spots, then it must be the root. Yes. And the, the root is rotten. The root has been, it's been poisoned from a long time. Mm-hmm. So have to go back to the root. Make and it the, deep. All of our programming, every mm-hmm. single of our programming. Who said one wife, one husband? Who said this, that, the other? Who said, who said? How come this one has this? How come that one has that? You know, just, let's look at what all of us generally agree on. Every single culture, every single race, everything else. What do we all agree on? And I don't need that answer right now, but that's our internal answer, question. Mm-hmm. If I go one solid question, one question that every single human being, it would mean something to them, then that's one truth that every single human on this planet shares. I feel like one that we can explore right now is like if we were to ask the the collective population of planet Earth, you know, do you believe that we should protect 
steward and take care of this planet? I I I would like to believe they would all say yes. <laughs> I would like to believe they all say yes too. And that would be like um I would think, but I might be surprised because I've interviewed some people about some other things very close to that. And I'm very surprised at my answer. But then maybe that's my outer reality and a reflection showing me that, oh, what you think everybody is is not what you really have, what really is. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's look at some people that um, have the dark agenda and their, in, their plot is to actually keep souls enslaved so that they can harness their energy because they have been cut off from source. And so if their agenda was to be a parasite, then our statement is not true for every single person on this planet. And this is a reality, you know? And so then now I'm unsettled because when I think of that in myself, I brought this up, but I'm not going to give anyone a statement to feel comfortable with because we've had enough of that. Yes. We have, we have been, um, you know, Oh, we're, too you know, com- we're too comfortable. It's like Pink Floyd said, we're comfortably numb. Yes, yes. And so if that's the thought that every single person on this planet does not really agree on saving the planet, and, and some of them would have the, ex- the best thing to create another reality, blow it up and put everybody in slaves and whatever. Which guys, we see in their movies, you know, yeah. I would tell you, watch 20 sci-fi movies of the future. And 19 of them are prison planets. Mm-hmm. Deep. Yeah, Deep. it's true. Mm-hmm. And I think like the weird thing is like I talk about this with my friends very often in that like you get you hit a point in your reality experience where when you're watching these movies, you can't help but start to question. Are they trying to send us a message? Are they, you know trying to put out little tidbits of truth of what their actual agenda is or what is already happening or has happened already you know like it's it's like as above so below in in the laws of of uh hermeticism and alchemy it's it's like what we're seeing in these movies i feel on some level has already happened or is going to happen if we don't shift ourselves like some creators and directors and writers i think are i feel are, are being used as conduits to help expand our awareness about certain things and i think then in many in many other cases you know perhaps these elitists or these these you know malevolent groups on the planet are using using this to like kind of like taunt us and tease us like haha see look what we're already doing or see what's look what's look what we're getting away with kind of thing but we because we all take it as entertainment we're not really taking it seriously we're like we're not asking the questions we're not doing the critical thinking and i think that's what's really lacking in a lot of places on this planet and in many cultures. We're not really, like, like we have basic cultural programs, go get married, you know, go do this, go do that, go achieve that, whatever. But we don't, it's like sometimes we don't have these these uh, basic uh, ideas within culture, cultural norms or programs to have at least critical thinking, you know, to like think about all this stuff. It's like we need to really assess what are we actually coalescing to? What are we actually... Uh, allowing ourselves to cooperate in because we have to take responsibility too for the reality that we're in regardless if there's malevolent beings pulling all the strings we're the ones that are that are you know keeping the circus going and it like the circus freak show can be put to a stop if we pulled out participation 
But as we've already discussed in this conversation, some people don't even believe that that's a possibility, that we can't exit this this misery that we're in in this matrix system, like that we're stuck and we have to just kind of go along with it. I disagree 100%. A lot of my people disagree 100%. I will never take that as a belief into myself. Like, I, I will always believe till death that there's another way that is possible for all of us to live peacefully and equitably and take care of the planet. Right. And you are creating a new timeline with people who believe that. And this is this is very complex, um, holographic uh, understanding of yes. <laughs> we we are constantly changing our reality by our thoughts. And it's not solid. Everything is programmed solid. Of course, the house I'm in is all programmed into the matrix and it's all solid and whatever. And I don't really want to get into that part of it, but it's a few things you said there. And I'm trying to remember the term that Sasha Stone used was dream painting, dreamscaping, dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to go. We got to go for a quick break just now, though. It's like 129. So when we come back from break. Let's mm-hmm. talk more about Sasha Stone and his material. Because when you sent me that video and I watched it, this man, oh my goodness, like his level of wisdom and perception uh, of reality, his ex- even his experiences were profound. I was blown away. I said, thank you so much for sending me that video. I think I'm probably going to link it to my Facebook uh, thread later on today. But yeah, we're going to go to break and um, yeah, we'll be right back in, in a couple minutes. Put it in the to change your life you've come to the right place my name is kayla truth and i'm your catalyst dedicated to sharing good vibes mind expanding and heart-centered information knowledge is power in this fast-paced world it is so easy to get distracted by the matrix and miss out on connecting with the right people and information that will truly help you in living your best life on this radio program i save you time and energy by sharing awesome people, new discoveries, life solutions, and wisdom to help you take action and create a positive shift in your life. I invite you to join me and share in this exciting adventure. Listen to Beyond the Veil on innerlightradio.com every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Beyond the Veil, inspiring conscious evolution. For the best in metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to innerlightradio.com. 
the healing frequency. All right, and we're back. Um, for those of you who are just tuning in now, thank you for tuning in, first of all. Second of all, today's discussion is on cultural norms and cultural programs. And we're talking about how some of the cultural programs that have been instilled in us from birth may be the very thing that's stopping us from evolving on our, in our spiritual journey and from tapping into the true powerful essence of who we are. Um, so today I have uh, my my guest on, uh, Troy McGill. We're talking about this juicy stuff together. And before we uh, went on break, he brought up uh, an amazing human being, uh, this man named Sasha Stone. He sent me a YouTube video of him uh, during this week. And I sat and I listened to it and it was it was it was incredible. I was blown away at the energy that this man had. And you could really feel that he genuinely really cared about what was happening and about all of us, about humanity. You know, he generally wanted us to be able to like tap more into our power and heal ourselves, elevate ourselves and then heal and elevate the planet. So thank you, Troy, for sending me that information. But yeah, what's, let's let's talk about Sasha Stone. Okay, so, you know, the point I was making before the break was that everything, we're talking about the movies and the future. Mm-hmm. So everything that is broadcast from any kind of media, any kind of entertainment or any observation into our field now is interpreted in our inner um, rational and then processed and then broadcast back out as acceptable or not acceptable. But if if you look and there's 10,000 people saying yes and you're the only one thinking no, you're thinking you're wrong. So now you have to match your thoughts to their thoughts and all thoughts are now broadcasting that reality, whether it's good or bad. And if you, you know, I like to bring up this one here because who knew that Donald Trump was going to be um, president of a country? And yet um, the Simpsons had it 15, 10, 15 years, 20 years before. Mm-hmm. And, and apparently they had an episode, I think, also about the Twin Towers going down. Exactly. And all these kinds of things. Like they've, they've, they've had this stuff planned since time. Okay. But some people, no, this is, this is the thing. Some people say they programmed that to happen. Yes. And yet that could be it. Or you could have somebody who was um, reading what was going to happen and made the move, the show. Because where did Gene Roddenberry from Star Trek get the imagery of Star Trek from? Because mm-hmm. it existed in another time in the future. Yes. The future, but it's another I time. I really believe that. I get that. I get that feeling in my being all the time that he was channeling him. People like Gene Roddenberry and Steven Spielberg, George Lucas um jj abrams like all these crazy directors and producers i feel like they're tapping into some next level energy right and they are also creating it yes this this is this is the thing so your imagination is taking from wherever it can conceive the imagery and then bringing it back into you and you broadcasting it in your creation of how a house looks or how your lawn should look or how your, mm-hmm. your girlfriend should look. You know, and this, this is why media is so, is so dangerous because it's such a powerful tool that, that um, entices all of our senses. Maybe not touch, maybe not taste, not touch, but definitely feeling and, and sight and 
you know, all these kinds of things. Like our senses are really heightened when we engage with different kinds of media. So they're able to program certain ideas and perceptions into us. And it's dangerous because like we have to like really think about what kinds of media we're ingesting or taking in and what that could possibly do to us. Because if we're a whole of us, like a whole collective of us are watching Netflix, we're watching all these things, we have to think like, what direction are these these movies and shows and things putting us down? Like, is this going to be healthy for us or unhealthy for us? Right. Now, going back to Sasha Stone, culture. From my understanding, I didn't study him or anything like that. I've observed him a few times. And I know he's a brother. And I know he's part of the collective. And, you know, so we're all doing our thing. There is no hierarchy. There is no he's great or he's less or whatever. He's doing his thing, and thank mm-hmm. God. He, uh, no, I just want him to be in his absolute truth. And I want to, everyone to allow me to be in my absolute truth. And I want to allow everyone else to be in their absolute truth. But when I hear social programming, when I hear the things that p- the people think are normal and do and all that, I'm going to trigger you because that's, <laughs> that's where I'm going to like, uh, ba-bam! <laughs> you're I'm, you're I'm gonna drop some bombs. Yeah, I'm I'm like playing the, um space invaders with your thoughts, right? Go, go, mm. Yeah, yeah, boom, boom, boom. And um, some people don't understand it, which is fine. They're still being cured, right? Um, I just, you know, some of us don't have the easy jobs, like you know, bless your child and everything will be all right, and then everything is all right. Some of us have to do the other stuff, so we're all doing our things in different ways. So. What I gathered from Sasha is he had actually worked with the UN because there's a statement in that video that said... Yes, he did state that and they showed pictures of him. I I would have to do more further investigations, but for now, I'm going to take his word for it. Yes. No, you know, um, I I just take his word because I hear his truth, right? And so that's that's how I am. It's like, if I perceive him to be all good, then I will only get the all good version of him. If I perceive him as tricky, then I will receive the tricky part of him. We're multidimensional. And we choose from perception where we want to go. So if we perceive things as going to go bad, it's going to go bad. If we perceive things are going to go good, it will go good. If we perceive things have to go bad to go good, then that's what we're going through because I'm a realist. Um, things, if people, if people are overweight and they keep eating, then something is going to happen to make them lose the weight and go back into a normal existence. And so everything has its cause and effect. Mm-hmm. And then, so, um, Sasha was, he grew up in South Africa. There's a very political place, y- you know, from all our lives, Nelson Mandela has come into our reality. The Mandela effect is still being used. Things happened in in South Africa, Mm -hmm. a country where it's Africa, it's black, and it was run by white people. And the world focused on it in the 80s until things happened. And then um, a a hero was put on on, on a pedestal and you resolve situations. And then from people like myself, who is a a, a higher observer, I like to call myself. Mm -hmm, Me too. I saw the excuse of globalism entering into South Africa. And then I kept checking and I said, Soweto is no better than it was before. Wagwan, right? Mm-hmm. So 
everybody says, yeah, it's the time when, you know, this guy, these guys won over, that guy is over. So everybody, they've been keeping us in revolution. They've been playing us against yes. each other. Constant conflict. No end to the conflict. Yeah. Just and ongoing. So, and when Brother Sasha is growing up in that environment, like Brother Troy grew up in Jamaica in the 70s, right? And I saw my country being hijacked by imperialism and mind control operations. I microcosmically analyzed my island and says, my paradise was destroyed from an outside force. Yes. Now I am seeing Turtle Island being destroyed by an outside force. I'm like taking Jamaica and I'm now on the big Turtle Island and it's being destroyed by an outside force. So everything grows you know, it's like I'm given this observation as a child. I'm like, I'm sent sent down and, and like I'm a, I'm a censor. And it's like, okay, this is good. This is bad. And, and then I'm broadcasting back up. Hey, uh, light crew, um, these are how things operate on earth. This is our God too. This is our connection. We don't even know what's going on. And when we have programmed our ego self, our ego construct or character, or uh, what we call man, woman, gentleman, lady, whatever. And we have this, that is now the balance. Because if you're comfortable with yourself and this is the balance of who you are, and in this balance of who you are, you also have a balance of how your outer reality is supposed to look. Mm-hmm. And this, this is what we're processing. So talking about, you know, why cultures and traditions hurt us, are actually not your friend is because the dark agenda of keeping everything the same old way in the terms of those movies I was talking and you were talking about in that way where they stay in your mind in an ignorant state where you can't help yourself is what will happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what they want. I really like I've been exploring this concept about timelines for probably the last like 10 years I, I think from my research that what I learned from the Mayan culture and even I think the Egyptian culture, they had their own ideas about this quantum reality and that we were able to timeline, sh- timeline, uh, timeline shift, as they call it. And I really feel that through media, especially with media and me being in the media world, I'm in marketing. I do marketing and advertising and graphic design and web development, being in that in that world. And being a filmmaker from the age of like 14, 15, I, I like quickly realized like how easy it is to manipulate people's perceptions and feelings towards mm-hmm. certain things through film and music. Mm-hmm. And I, it was always my goal my entire life to like tip the scales back, you know, into using these tools, these God tools for more benevolent purposes. Mm-hmm. And, um, one thing I wanted to go back to in, in talking about movies and, and all these things is that, you know, we've been seeing a trend for a long time since like late 70s, early 80s, you know, more E.T. stuff, more UFO stuff, stuff about invasion, um, things about p- people with psychic gifts and, and all these kinds of things. Like, I truly believe there, there there's different groups on this planet. There isn't just one. There's multiple groups on this planet. There are some who are good, who are seeding us with new ideas and thoughts that enable us to explore other kinds of realities, like having psychic gifts and things like that. And then there's another group that's trying to 
keep this sick momentum going in in the direction that we've been going in as a collective of war and terrorism and I don't know famine all kinds of stuff. They're trying to keep us locked into that uh, that frequency range so we can only tap into that frequency uh, uh, to I guess experience our reality mm-hmm. and. One thing that, again, we've been seeing a lot is superheroes, like, you know, with DC Universe, Marvel Universe, all these superhero movies coming out. I have a big problem with that program now in our culture, because what does it do? It immediately seeds thoughts into us that we need someone else to rescue us. We are looking for a superhero. We have to have another Martin Luther King or another Nelson Mandela, you know, to solve our problems. And I think that's bullshit. I'm just going to call it as it is. I feel like we've reached a point in our civilization where the time for these kinds of heroes and all these things is over. It's long past. And I think it's been long past since Martin Luther King got killed. That was our wake-up call to be like, okay, wait a minute. You know, we can't put the burden of our cultural or societal problems onto the shoulders of one man or one woman. We have to also now go and take responsibility. And I've talked about this in a couple other radio radio show programs and again with my friends here, uh, my soul group in, in my community, that like we all need to now become those heroes. We need to now take the torch, bring our light into the darkness and start paving a new way and, and stop coalescing and conforming and, and cooperating in these current you know systems and these current cultures. We have to change it. And it's very dangerous. Like, you know, how much money? I was talking to my partner the other day. How much money do we continue to spend in media that's feeding this culture? Billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Makes me so angry. Billions of dollars being spilled into the film industry. For what? For entertainment. It's like our value systems are so upside down. And again, that is a result of the culture that we grew up in. We place such a high value on fashion and entertainment and all these things. And we're not really actually assessing what's happening in reality. And if we do, it's brief because guess what? You know, one day we're talking about farmers and with the, the, the negative things that are happening with farmers. And then they switch in the media to something else like, oh, but, you know, Kim Kardashian today was. Blah, blah, blah. And then like, you know what I mean? Like your our awareness is being torn in a thousand directions. We're not even able to focus on what actually matters. And I feel like those who are in the film industry and the music industry have a huge responsibility for this bullshit and they need to freaking put an end to it. They need to say, listen, we got to put out different narratives. We got to put out different kinds of stories and different kinds of music so we can create a new culture on the planet. That's about light, awareness, unity, you know, cultivation, community, all these kinds of things. So even now when it comes to music and film, like I know I'm like totally on a rant. But I'm like, I need to I need to put a stop to the kinds of entertainment that I'm watching. If I don't feel that, you know, the music and films and TV shows I'm watching seeds my awareness with greater light and wisdom. If I don't feel I'm growing from it, I don't want it in my reality. And yes. I will walk away from any group or any person that has that kind of bullshit on. If it's not good, I'm going to be like, guys, I'm sorry. This is my boundary. That stuff is not feeding my 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 growth. Sorry, I'm not participating. Mm-hmm. And K, that is like the major step when you determine that that's not me. See, everything, everyone is chasing um, the, the the rabbit or the squirrel that run by. Squirrel, squirrel, it's like your attention goes <laughs> to something else, right? And yeah. so it's like, um, how many hits did we get? Oh, shit. Well, let's put a dog hanging upside down with his brushing his teeth. And that will give them the attention they want. Instead. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks that? like, oh, one second. It looks like we got a caller here. 
Um, caller, uh, one, two, four, eight, nine, eight, seven, four, five, four, six. <laughs> I don't know where you're calling from, but if you want to join in the conversation, feel free to add your two cents. Oh, thank you. Uh, my name is Rosa, and I'm calling from Michigan. Hi, Rosa. And thank you for I, joining us. Hi. <laughs> A very interesting program you have there. Thank and you. I would just like to say that I don't think that there are different groups here on Earth. I think that um, what we have is uh, people who are spiritually connected and those who are not spiritually connected, those who may have lost uh, their connection to uh, what I call the all. Uh, and I think those who are spiritually connected uh, are the ones that are benevolent, trying to uh, improve the plight of the world, if you will, and uh, understand the um, uh, the way that things could be and are moving towards that direction and trying to move others with them. And those who are not connected, who don't understand you know, a spirituality that are dragging us in in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that there's some outside force outside of uh, this earth that um, have come here to to impact us one way or the other. I think it is us, you know, who are doing this to ourselves, so to speak. I I, I have to agree with you on, on that level, on that point. I think that besides exploring these other possibilities of other beings coming from elsewhere, I feel that ultimately we're all here. We all have to take responsibility. Yes, we we do all have a responsibility. And another thing that we need to realize is that the earth is moving into a new astrological age. We are moving out of the age of Pisces and we are moving into the age of happy. Now we Remember that Happy was the original name given by our ancient ancestors along the Nile Valley. And then later the Greeks came along and renamed it the Age of Aquarius. Mm. But the correct way, the correct name is the Age of Happy. And we're seeing major shifts, you know, and we see this happening on a vibrational level with a number of people all across the globe. Things are changing, and most people's eyes have not opened to what's happening all around the world. I'm There's so happy you brought that up because I also study astrology, and so now I feel like i got to go back and do some research on what you just said because that was very interesting. I didn't know that. Exactly, exactly. And another thing, when you're looking at your your astrology, remember that. Along with the age of happy comes the age of the Ethiopian king. (laughs) Because when a new age walks in, comes in, there's also a secondary age, you know, because of the wobble in the earth. Mm -hmm. And that age, the the secondary age that, yes, that's coming in is the age of the Ethiopian king. And that that is interesting because basically what that says is that those that are last right now shall be first again 
Interesting. So, Troy, what did you want to say? Well, you know, like, this lady that's calling um, from Michigan, what's her name? I'm um, sorry. But Oh, Rosa. Rosa. Thank you, Rosa. Uh, I, I, you know, what you're saying at first is like, okay, okay, okay. But when you said that, the Ethiopian king, it's like, whoa, you just directly connected to something that's so new in my finding where I'm connecting what Bob Marley was saying. Yes. The father of creation, which was, well, we conceive. I don't want to get into that now, but it started in Africa. And he said that that representative, which was the last emperor that sat on the Ethiopian throne, was Haile Selassie, right? Mm -hmm. And he kept saying this. And then I understand the age of Aquarius, where all these Anunnaki's were playing God with us. And this is a time of Thoth. Thoth is thought. And Thoth doesn't play God. What, what well, Thoth actually, is, actually, Thoth let me is not his correct me. name. Thoth is the name that was given by the Greeks, those who did not truly understand, you know, uh, ancient Kemetic philosophy. His true name is Tehuti. Yes, that is correct. I found correct. the same. And they also, the Greeks always, also used to call him Hermes Trismegustus. Yes, yes. same person keep reincarnating right yes so so whether he's thought or not he you know he's is aristotle he is plato he probably played a lot more other roles he's also the son of enkai the second son of enkai was marduk i can't pronounce his name but it's neanderthal he was on the ark is the same person he's very very important in our reality and he is a teacher. He was given by his grandfather in, in the other reality, in Nibura, wherever. He was given the authority to be the teacher of man. So this person you're speaking of, we're all speaking of, is all interrelated into this play that we are playing on Earth, which is, the, you know, we all woke up 20, 40, 50 years ago in terms of being born through the birth canal. We came in in ignorance and we have learned what this reality is, but this reality was all created by a left and a right polarity, and now we have what we have. And I totally agree with you. It's the age of happy. But to make things happy, we have to undo the things that didn't make us happy. So some of us are undoing the stuff so everyone else can be happy, but it doesn't get there unless some work is done. And mm -hmm. I, I don't... Like things are just like magic. That, and that, I'm so glad you brought that up because I always keep saying that when I write my pieces uh, for each show that I do, is that we have to put in the freaking work. It gets me so angry when I see people just sit around and they complain. They, like you said early in the show, they point their fingers. You know, it's like, no, you every day have to be the light. You every day have to go out and treat people better, be the love, be an inspiration for other people. You have to become. We all must put in the work to become so that we can lead by example and so we can plant seeds to, you know, that will later on take root and grow into a civilization that has like equality and equity for all people. Yeah, exactly. we have to understand. And we have to understand. Oh, I'm just gonna... from, so we're... oh, wait. So, yeah, we have three minutes to close. So, uh, caller, do you want to give us like a couple seconds of your last thoughts? Uh, yes. And uh, I came into this world, you know, over 65 years ago. So I've, I've seen a lot. And 
presently, I am seeing the work being done all over this world. I agree. On every continent. Mm. And uh, yes, historically, there have been people complaining, praying, marching, you know, to no avail. But I have seen a tremendous shift happening. You know, and this age that is marching in, no one can stop it. It will happen. Yes, I believe that. That just gave me goosebumps. I'm so glad that you called in today. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for your feedback, and thank you for that confirmation. That was some powerful stuff. Food yes, feedback. thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. So, Troy, we got, like, one minute or two to close. What are your last thoughts? Um, They're all jumbled right now because I got into this um, topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to go do research now. I got to reacquaint myself with some of these things. Oh, my goodness, so much to learn. But, you know, perhaps I can have you on the show again in the future, and we can – continue the conversation but yeah, like you said ultimately it all comes down to everyone doing the work the kind of world that we all want to see is possible but it's not going to happen unless we all get off our butts and put in the effort we what i do is i uh, i map what is was created if you have a software and it's running you have to see what was causing it to not run properly before you can make it run properly yes right and so so just shining a light, light is truth. And not everything likes truth because mold does not like light. Mm-hmm. Mold is in the light. It's just pretty much this a third dimensional um, ex- you know, example of, of truth. Anything that is a parasite, if you expose it to the sun, chances are it's dying. Mm-hmm. Think about all of the other parasites that they are. They don't like the sunlight. Mm-hmm. So. It, we our thoughts are being reflected in this in the in the real world just like mold and sunlight it's an example you know mm-hmm. so anyway the three minutes is running out <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this was a great conversation I, I, like I, for those of you who are still listening i really hope that you got some good inspiration and you know we planted some good seeds in in your in your mind and yeah again Caleb Truth on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Find me, follow me, share with me. Let's let's be the change and be the force that will create a better world on this planet. So see you all next Thursday. Until then, have a fantastic, fabulous Friday. Thank you Thank so much. You.